Well, it's thrilled to have you on a Saturday night. It's, we are, have a guest that's with us this evening. Actually, not a guest. He's been here longer than me, very involved in the founding of our church. Uh, my father and mother-in-law with us for Thanksgiving. We're honored to have them. And uh, actually, that's where I was trained in ministry in California at uh, church, on the, church of the Crossroads in, uh, near Moffett Field, California. It was in Mountain View. But we're honored to have them. My spiritual father and uh, uh, the one who gave me the most special girl in the world. And uh, we're real honored to have him. Give me a big hand this evening, Apostle Emmanuel Kenneth Tracy. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm happy to be here. It's a good spirit in this church. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this church. They never asked me to sing. I want to just say to you, thanks for praying, fasting, and seeking God for the healing of my daughter, Linnell. God heard your prayers. I don't hear you. He heard your prayers. I mean, when, when the thing flashed on my cell phone, and then we put it all over the world, cancer-free! <laughs> There were thousands of people all over the world praying for Linnell. And uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails. Effectual fervent. Red hot. I want to speak to you prophetically tonight about where God's taking you. Where have you been? And where you're going. And uh, somebody asked me a while ago, well, I preached the same sermon in all three services. I said, if you had a shotgun on me and my life depended on it, I couldn't. Because I'm, I'm going to speak as the Holy Spirit. I will give you the same verses in all the services. And then it's up to the Holy Ghost to speak to your heart. But before I do, there's a story about a man driving a convertible on a mountain road who took an unexpected turn too quickly, and he went right over the edge. And as his car fell, he managed to grab onto a tree sprouting from the cliff face as his car dropped a 1,000 feet to the canyon floor. Help! He screamed. Can anyone hear me? An echo was the only response. God, can you hear me? He cried. Suddenly the clouds rolled together and a voice like thunder said, Yes, I can hear you. Will you help me? Yes, I will help you. Do you believe in me? Yes, I believe in you. Do you trust me? Yes, yes, I trust you, but please hurry. After a long silence, <laughs> if you trust me, then let go of the tree. And there was a long silence, and suddenly, can anyone else hear me? How many trust the Lord? 
Now, you're, you're putting your hands up, and God's got, got, get their name and address, every one of them. Because tomorrow you may be in a crisis. You may be hanging from a tree. <laughs> How many trust him? Hey, you're living in a time when you need to trust him. Now, let me tell you something about God. As an introduction before I get to Scripture, something about God, he's never static. He is always moving. Don't think it's strange concerning the movement of God in your life and how you've had to make transition after transition. And things are in the Spirit moving. During the great outpouring of the Spirit in 1948 called the Latter Rain Revival, a song was born. God is moving by His Spirit. Moving throughout the earth, signs and wonders, when God moveth, move, O Lord, in me. He was moving, and things were changing. Old order went out. Old traditions went out. The prophetic was restored. Worship like we never knew, and even though we were Pentecostal or full gospel or charismatic, worship, honoring the scriptures and exalting God and hallowing his name. And it was a new day. But it started in the Bible, in the Old Testament, where God said to Moses, make a tabernacle, and he was given uh, the description of how he should make it and what length, but he had to make it portable because every so often the trumpet would sound da, 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 and they knew that it was time to move and there was a cloud that they followed, a pillar of fire by night. Sometimes it was by night. Sometimes it was a, a, the cloud by day. No matter what they were doing, they may have been doing the dishes. They may have been taking their bath, washing their clothes, but when that trumpet sounded. They got to get up, take down that portable church, that tabernacle, and move. Tribe by tribe, two or three million people had to move. Can I tell you something, church on the rock, Texarkana? God is moving. And when I hear the trumpet sounding, I hear. <laughs> It's time to move into intimate relationship with the Lord. Move in faith. Move in courage. Move in determination. And in the Scriptures, our texts, and there are going to be several, found in Genesis 26. It says there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, and Gareth. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I shall tell you. I don't know if you remember, John O'Neill, when we bought the building, <laughs> when we bought the building on Pedro Street, we needed to remodel it. We needed about a million dollars. I think you were the administrator, John. And I was out preaching somewhere, maybe 
overseas, and I said, we need to get a loan. So we hired a loan broker, and we paid him $3,000 to find us a million dollars. And when I was uh, praying, the Lord said, do not go down to Egypt for the loan. And I thought, well, where am I going to get it? And he, he said, you're going to get it from your people. <laughs> well, we did. But we never got our $3,000 back. But we got the money, and we were able to pay our people 10, 11, 12 percent interest on their money that they loaned legally, all in order. Don't go down to Egypt, but live in the land which I shall tell you. Dwell in the land, and I'll be with you, and I'll bless you, for to you and your descendants... I give all of these lands, and I'll perform the oath which I swore, the covenant, to your father Abraham. Now, Isaac is in a severe famine. I, I want to give you details of that famine later. And God told him not to go down to Egypt. That's where he was headed. And he obeyed God, and he dwelt in the land that God said. Now he ran into trouble. He was romancing his wife and... And he had told, uh, he had told the Abimelech that he was, uh, that was his sister so that they wouldn't kill him and take his beautiful wife. And, of course, then he had to tell the truth and fess up. And Abimelech said, you, 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 almost, you, you almost lost your life, and you caused great judgment to come upon us if our men would have touched your wife. But uh, somehow God fixed it all up. And then it says in verse 12, Isaac sown in the land. Now, where there's a famine, he's sown in the land. That is, he planted the seed in the land, and he received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And how did he bless him? If you read <laughs> how he blessed him, it is beyond anything you can imagine until overnight. He was practically a multi, 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 multi millionaire. In verse 18, it says, And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had dug or digged in the days of Abraham, his father. The Philistines had stopped them up after Abraham's death. And he called them by the same name that Abraham, the father, had called them. And Abraham had named that first well, and Isaac's servants dig in the valley and found there a well of springing water, living water. And uh, he named it, again, the same name that Abraham had called that well, Esek. And it said, not without fighting, but the Philistines claimed... Now, I've got to divert for just a minute. The Holy Spirit's quickening something that's not in my notes. And that is, somebody came here tonight. Now, who are you? You came here tonight, and your wells are stopped up. And the Philistines have stopped the life flow of that living, springing water. Stopped it with earth, with mud with flesh, with fear, 
with self, with discouragement, with worldliness, with carnality, with a lack of trust that God is who He says He is, no matter what the weather is like, no matter what the, what, whether it's famine, whether it's a season of drought, whether it's darkness, whether it's light, whether it's a time of recession, depression, a time where the market's falling or, or the housing problems where you have more mortgage than your house is worth or you get the pink slip and your job is over and you wonder where your retirement went and you wonder how you're going to make it. Hey, it's like the man hanging by the tree and God is saying, do you trust me? I know what stops wells. I know what stops wells. We get our eyes off the Lord. Things get to going better and get it, you know, okay, and we're, not, we're out of trouble and prosperity comes. Prosperity can be a blessing. It can be a curse. And we get to making it, and we forget the rudimental essentials of having an intimate relationship with God where the wells of worship and adoration and acclamation and hunger and thirst for His presence begins to get stopped up and the wells plugged up. And the Philistines, representing demonic forces, take over your life, take over your life. And you don't even realize it until one moment you have an awakening. I have so far drifted away from the call of God and the purpose of God and the reason why I'm on this earth. And I'm so involved in so many things. Hear me. The Bible says Isaac and his servants re-dug the wells, got rid of the earth, got rid of the flesh, got rid of whatever it was that was clogging them up and plugging them up. And there came fresh water the first well was Esek. Everybody say Esek. And that word means argument, fighting, contention. And they digged another well, verse 21, and fought for it also. And they called it Sitna. <laughs> Again, that means hostility. More fighting, more Philistines claiming the well, plugging it up. But Isaac didn't stop. He moved on, and he digged in verse 22, another well. Everybody say, another well. Can't stop this man, Isaac. He moved on, and he digged another well, and this time, no fighting. Now, let me give you a prophetic word, C-O-T-R. You are now, you've been to Esek. You've been to Sitna, not only geographical locations that you've moved from, 
because I've been a part of this church from the very beginning, raised the first offering to buy this land and property. And so I know all of the Sitna and the Esek, but here's where you are now. Here's what I'm saying. You've moved now and dug another well, and this time this well is called Rehoboth. And here is what it says. For he said, now the Lord hath made room for us. And the word Rehoboth means enlargement. It means increase. It means productivity. It means fruitfulness. Hear this. You want to go back to Esek? You want to go back <laughs> to Sitna? Do you want to go back? Listen, there are people that tell me <laughs> what they gave up to follow the Lord. What they gave. Listen, I didn't give up anything to follow the Lord. I got everything. Hallelujah. I had nothing. And what you had was stuff. When you follow the Lord, you heard pastors say it a while ago. Isaac made a vow. You bless me, and you got me. You got my resources. You follow the Lord. Yes, I promise you, you'll have trials. Yes, you will have tribulation. Yes, you'll get sick sometime. Yes, the devil will attack you. Yes, your children will be in trouble at times. Yes, the finances will be lean, but never, never will God leave you or forsake you. Let me hear a hallelujah. Never! You can't say it. You, you can't say this. But I was young, and now I am old. I'm 81. I know I don't look it. And I could look a lot younger if I wanted to. All I'd have to do is... I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Don't go down to Egypt. Stay here. Go to Egypt, and you're going to get in trouble. But you stay here. You plant, and he got a hundredfold by obeying God. Throw your Bible away if it don't work. I'm telling you, if you do what God says, you can't lose. You can't lose. And so now he's blessed. And he says, one well, Isaac, Sitna. Now I'm at Rehoboam. We're over here now in this beautiful building. We've got a cafe. We've got facilities for children. We're moving all over the world in missions. Wow, don't stop. Stop, church on the rock. There's one more, one more place that you're going. And I promise you this is prophetic. And here's the harbinger. If you don't hear what I'm saying, you're going to miss God a million miles as a church. You are not stopping at Rebo. The Lord made room for you. You got enlargement. You got great facilities. And you've improved it. And you're continually improving it. But don't stop here, there's one more dimension in the spirit that God is going to be taking you to, and I believe it begins next year, and it is not Rehoboam, but it's Sheba. <laughs> Sheba, where God is going to cause you to dig another well 
and you're going to build an altar. And this church is going to go into it. Here, I'm prophesying now your future. This church is going to go into an altar building. You'll be known as a church of worship and intercession. A worship where if you need prayer answered, go to COTR. There's a praying bunch of people. They build an altar. It's, come on, somebody shout hallelujah. And I promise you I am not hysterical. I'm hearing God say, Sheba is the name of a city, Beersheba. And Sheba means that Texarkana is going to be impacted. It is going to be out from this church, out from this church, the well of springing water, of fresh water will be flowing all over this city. And every church, and every church, and every church will be blessed because you are blessed to be blessed. Somebody shout hallelujah. It isn't just come on over here to COTR and stay. They won't all stay, but who cares? We get them into the kingdom of God, and they'll flow out in all different denominations and churches, and there'll be a mighty well of springing water. Let me hear a hallelujah. And secondly, Beersheba means you will affect the political, the social, and the economics of this city and of this community and of this state. You're called to be a blessing. You are the light. You are the salt. Oh, yes, with the Baptists, with the Methodists, with the Assemblies of God, with the church of God, with the faith people, with the word of faith, with the word of life, with the four square, with the three square, with the two square. It don't matter what the name of the church is. You are a part of the church, and they're a part of the church. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Out from here will flow that living water. You want to stay at Esek and fight with the Philistines? Don't look at your husband. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discerning anything. You want to fight with the Philistines? You want to stay at, at Retina? Or do you want to move on? You come now to an enlarged place, but don't camp here because God is moving. I wish we had a trumpet player here right now. They could play the trumpet because I think it's time. Not to 2014 is just a few weeks away, and you watch what God is going to do in this church as we move on in to what's the name of the city? Sheba. Prayer like you've never heard it. Prayed in this church. Prayer. I'm telling you. There's going to be more cancer healed. The only reason God didn't stop this beautiful, and I know she is because I raised her, and she looks like her daddy, this beautiful pastor that you have called her now. The only reason God let her go through this, because it is going to be an outstanding miracle testimony to millions of people all over the world. And this church 
You know about the, the cancer treatment centers of America? Well, this is going to be one of them. Hallelujah. And we're going to, come on, we're going to minister the land on a hand. Somebody shout hallelujah. What is wrong with you people? You don't believe the Bible? If he could do it for Isaac, why wouldn't he do it for you? He didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You do. <laughs> he didn't have the resurrected Jesus. You do. He didn't have the Bible as you'd have it today. He never saw a New Testament. And he moved in such a dimension of faith and trust. And God brought him through the famine. Hallelujah. Well, he, he wasn't loved by everybody. Abimelech said, hey, guy. Get out of here. I invited you to come and be my neighbor, but I want you out of here. You're more blessed than I am. You got more cattle, more sheep, more money, more shirt. We're afraid of you. Yeah, there'll be people be afraid of you. You know who I want to be, afra to be afraid of you? The devil. I want the devil to start praying. God, get this COTR off of my back. Not you praying, God, get this devil off of my back. No. You are going to be a threat to the devil. You are going to be a threat to the devil. You ought to read your pastor's blog. You ought to listen to his little minute sermons on the radio. I'm telling you, from, from Rehoboam, we're going to Sheba, and we're going to impact. We're going to impact, and that's, that's what they did. These that turned the world upside down. That's what they said of the early church. That turn. Well, we don't want to turn it upside down. We want to turn it right side up. Somebody say amen. We want to turn it around. We want to see God's glory cover Texas and cover the whole earth as the waters cover the. Do you believe that will happen? Amen. Let me tell you, if you don't believe that'll happen, throw your Bible away. Because we're lose. We're losers. If if the glory of God don't cover this earth. The darkness of the devil, the darkness of hell will cover this earth. We either believe that the glory of God and the knowledge of God is going to change America and change the world and change the nations, or we're losers. Now, come on, we're losers. But you know what? I peeked in the back of the book and found out we're winners. Somebody shout. <laughs> I don't hear you. Shout a little bit. I won't preach another word if you don't shout. Put up your hands and shout with me. Shout with me. I'm saying, God, unstop this well. Take all of flesh out. Take all of the earth. Take all of the self-centeredness out. Take all of the pride out. Take all of the ego out. Take all of that I've got to have my way. Take it out. You know, we play church, you know. I don't like the song service. It's too slow, or it's too loud, or it's too fast, or it's too funky, or it's... Well, then get over there in the back and sing your own song. But sing, hallelujah. I don't like this preacher. I don't like... Are you ever going to stop complaining and fall in love with what God is doing and drink of the living water that God has burst from the wells here? Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes, yes. Are you ever going to stop sermon picking? <laughs> wow. 
I got to get off of that or I won't get a love offering. All right, let me go back to my sermon now. Second Kings, the third chapter. The king of Israel called the king of Judah. Jehoram called Jehoshaphat. He said the Moabites have rebelled against us and hundreds of thousands of their stormtroopers have come against us. They're going to wipe us out. Jehoshaphat said, our army is your army. Our house is your house. Our people are your people. Our cattle are your cattle. We will go. He never asked God. He never sought God. He never inquired, should he go with that backslidden king of Israel? And then the other king of Edom, he joined in. Now three mighty kings. And they went out seven days. And they got round, going round in circles. Some of you are going round in circles, round in circles. You're not making any headway. Read the Bible. They actually went around, and a great famine hit, and there were no water. Hundreds of thousands of three armies without water. No water for the horses. No water for the cattle. No water for the people. No water. No water. And they're going to die. And the king of Israel, he prophesied. He said, the Lord has brought us together. It's a setup to kill us. We three kings are going to die. And sure enough, without water, I don't know, seven days without water, they were near terminal. And Jehoshaphat said, I need a prophet. You know why I'm here yelling at you now? You need a prophet. You have a prophetic pastor. My daughter prophesied over hundreds of people. You've got a prophetic pastor, Pastor John and Linnell. You've got prophetic elders. We need a prophet. Things are not all right. Things are not going right. America needs a move of God. The Philistines have stopped up the morality, and there's immoralities. Amos says there's not a famine for bread or a famine for food or water, but there's a famine for hearing of the word of God. The Philistines have stopped up the wells of morality, the wells of integrity. There's greed and graft and selfishness. Why did we have such a recession? Why are millions of people out of work? Why, why, why? This is not the way it was supposed to be. Why have thousands of people in Texas lost their homes and thousands and thousands and I think 14 million in America lost their homes and many more millions their retirements? Why? Because of greed and selfishness, dishonesty, corruption. <laughs> Is it all over? No. Jeremiah said, when judgment comes, when famine strikes, when perilous times come, if my people will just turn to me and say those wonderful words, I repent, I'm going to change. He said, I will revert all judgment and all calamity, and I will turn around and the blessings of God. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. How many want the blessings of God? Both hands and both feet. Put them up high. 
<laughs> you want the blessings of God. So, isn't there a prophet around? Jehoshaphat is getting a little bit worried. And they said, well, there's a guy. His name is Elisha. Elisha? Jehoshaphat said, I know him. Uh, he's good prophet. He really hears from God. Can you take me to him? The king of Israel said, wait, 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 wait. It's, it's a setup. God's going to kill us all. Jehoshaphat said, I'm going to go find a prophet. And when they got to Elisha, wow, Elisha turned his head and wouldn't even look at the king of Israel. He said, I don't want to look at you. I don't want to have, you have turned against God. You have put up, you're as bad as your daddy almost. Ahab, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even speak to you. He said, you depress me. I need, I need two things. I need somebody. Get somebody. A minstrel. Get a harpist. Get, get somebody with music. I got to have some music. God told me, get a minstrel, number one. Number two, make the valley full of ditches. Now, here's what your call is right now. Here's what your call is. Two marvelous things. Two things that you can do. Number one, you got to have a song of deliverance, a song of worship, a song to extol and magnify and acclaim the Lord of hosts who is almighty, who is holy. You acclaim him. You esteem him, you honor him in song and in worship. And then you dig ditches all over Texarkana, all over any city, any town, any place that you can. You dig ditches. What are you digging for? What are you digging for? I'm digging for water, but it's famine. I'm digging for water, but it's, it hasn't rained. And, and the prophet said, by the way, it won't rain. You won't see or feel or hear. There'll be no lightning. There'll be no clouds gather. Just dig. No sound. No sign. No wind. Just dig and sing. Dig and play. Dig and play. You know what Tectarkana needs? They need... A song. They need to hear a song of hope, a song of praise, a song of deliverance. What they need to hear is a song that brings the powerful presence of Almighty God. And that's what Elijah, Elijah was so angry. He's in a bad mood because of what that king of Israel done. And the alignment and the arrangements were wrong. And he was out of the will of God. Now they ran out of water. But he said, if you will sing and worship and play, dispel the gloom, dispel the despair, dispel the fear, and dig ditches. When you wake up tomorrow, things will be different. Come on, hallelujah. 
Put up your hands as high as you can. Come on, I want you to just say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Crown him right now, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy. You can sing away fear. You can sing away worry. You can sing away demonic dark spirits. You can sing away. Come on, I don't hear you. Sing, sing. Sing, sing. <laughs> yeah, grace, grace, grace. Yeah. Sing under the Lord a new song. A song of praise. It's in you. It's in you. You got to sing it. You say, but I, I don't have a good voice. Sing it anyhow. Hallelujah. Sing it anyhow. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He's my source. I acclaim him. I honor him. I extol him. You can have a song in your heart. At night, after every trial, after every mile, anyone can sing when the sun shines bright. But you need a song in your heart at night. Don't let your worries drive your song away. Don't let the headlines of the newspaper bring you down in the discouragement. Lift up your hands one more time and say, God, you are Lord of this earth. You are Lord of my life. You are supreme. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Make ditches all over. In the morning, when they woke up, all the ditches were filled with water, and the dumb Moabites thought that the three kings got mad at each other and killed each other. And they came to take the spoils. And these kings now were refreshed with living water. They got up and chased the Moabites until they ran. And God brought miracle deliverance. Somebody shout hello. One more illustration. Jehoshaphat again is in trouble. This time it's five armies. Second Chronicles 20. Five. Surrounded. An unwinnable war. Unwinnable. Could not win the war. And he said, Oh God, we're in trouble. I don't know what to do. I don't know how we could face these enemies. Oh God, we fix our eyes on you. Suddenly, a deacon prophesies. Not one of the prophets, but a deacon. He starts saying, yay, yay, the Lord says, don't be afraid. What do you mean? Hundreds of thousands of people. We are outnumbered 100 to 1. Don't be afraid. When you got every reason to be afraid, the prophet says, don't be afraid. The battle's not yours. Boy, I would like to hear that again. How many would like to hear that the battle's not yours? The mortgage is not yours. <laughs> the car payment's not yours. Oh, Lord. Joseph had listened to the prophecy. You won't need to fight. You won't need to war. Then Jehoshaphat got stirred, and he said, get the singers. There it is. She's got to have a song. Got to have a song. You gotta have a song. We gotta get these wells unstopped. We gotta get rid of this, this 
despair, this horrible darkness that hangs over you. When Linnell got stricken, and she called me and said, Daddy, I've got cancer and it's spreading. I just got, I, my heart broke. My wife, we cried. We cried ourselves to sleep. Crying ourselves in desperation like you sang a while ago. But we found out that crying in desperation is not enough. We got to sing. We got to get the well flowing. Come on, hallelujah. We got to dig. So I wrote a song for you. Do you want me to sing it? Do you, I won't sing it. I won't sing it unless I get 100%. You got to keep digging. Keep right on a digging. Digging in the name of the Lord. You'll get the water you dug for if you dig the right way. Digging for the glory of the Lord. You got to keep on digging. Keep on digging. Digging. <laughs> In the name of the Lord. We dug for cancer. We dug. You dug to see your pastor heal. You dug. You got to dig for your children that are unsaved. You got to dig for your backsetting spouse. You got to dig for your grandchildren. You got to dig for those that are on drugs. You got to dig. You say, but what happened to Jehoshaphat? He started digging. How did he dig? With a shovel? No. He called the children and he called everybody and he said, let's fast and let's pray. And he got everybody to fasting and praying. And then he said, choir, you sing. Sing about the goodness of God and his mercy and his holiness. And they sang. And the army thought they were nuts. The soldiers, hundreds of things, they're crazy. They put their spears down, their swords down, and they just kept singing. And they sang. Now here's the thing that Pastor John would love to hear and you would love to hear. When they sang, God came. And those people were discomfited, and they started killing not the Jews, but they began to kill one another until there was hundreds of thousands of bodies and God's people singing about the mercy and the goodness of God had to walk over the dead bodies, and they took the gold and the silver. Listen, they took the jewels. They took the spoil. And it, are you ready for this? C-O-T-R, are you ready? It took three days. For them to count the offering. <laughs> How many would like to see that happen at church? Three days. How many? Who counts offerings here? Three days it took to count the offering. So much. But they dug ditches. Dig for your children. Don't let them go to hell. Don't give up. It's too soon to quit. But I prayed. I know. But I went to the doctor. I know. But I've had surgery. I know. But I did. I took the, I know, you got to keep digging, keep on digging, but it don't work, yes it does, it don't work, yes it does, ask Joseph, in jail it worked, ask Paul, it worked for him, ask Moses, ask Abraham, ask David, ask Deborah, ask Hannah, ask, <laughs> you keep digging, got to have. I gotta have this.
I feel so dry. I feel so stopped up. I, I feel so bound. I feel my well is not flowing. Check it out. In the name of the Lord, return to your first love. Return to the joy of your brand new when you were first born again. That love, that simplicity of faith, God can. I know he will. I trust him. Cancer! No, no. Cancer, God is a cancer specialist. Doctors do all they can. And then God comes. Hallelujah. In the darkest moment of your life. I've been there. I told you last year, seven months in a walker, in a wheelchair, paralyzed toes. But I sang, and my wife sang, and Linnell sang, and my daughter Sharon sang, and my daughter Robin sang. They sang the song of faith and trust God. And now can I tell you something? My daughter that's been her well stopped up for nearly 20 years. She's on fire for God. She quotes more scripture than I do. Your oldest sister, and you will see her probably in church next Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. She is on fire. It all happened to a crisis, to the darkest period of her life. She's back. My attorney daughter has got a blog, and she's preaching to hundreds of people that Jesus Christ is the center of her life. Come on, everybody. Don't stop digging. I got to quit. Got to dig. How many have somebody that's sick or somebody that's unsaved and you want to see safe? Stand up right now. We're going to start. We're going to do some digging. Get out the shovel. We're going to do some digging. Somebody... You need a miracle. You need, you need some, some real divine intervention. You need God to come through. I want you to take somebody by the hand because we're going to agree. We're going to agree. I can't personally lay hands upon every one of you. There's probably 400, 500 here. And I... I, I the, the word is going to work. It's going to unstop the way. You say, what's my part? You've got to say, Lord, I trust you. I let go. I let go of my fear, my unbelief. I let go of my worry, my dread. I let go of self. I let go of my pride. All right. Are you, have you got that hand? Grip that hand hard. Come on. And you know what the Bible says to pray fervently and, and to pray out loud. We sang a song to open this meeting, cry. But listen, the song they're going to sing now, we're going to get the wells flowing. Come on, because deep down inside of you, there's a well. It's been plugged up. <laughs> Go ahead, sing it, brother. Then I'm going to pray. Yeah. And I've got a river of leaving water. A fountain that never will run dry. And it's an open heaven. You're really. And we will never. We will never. 
got that river out. We're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're stirring up deep, deep wells. Sing it out loud. Start up. Father, as we hold hands in agreement with your word, make the valley full of ditches and sing and play and watch what I'll do. Unstop what the Philistines stopped up with flesh, with tradition, with worldliness, with carnality, with selfishness, self-centeredness. Oh, God, me, my, I, the middle letter of sin is I, S-I-N. Oh, God, out of this well, out comes the dirt, out comes what the Philistines have stopped it with. We want that deep, deep flowing river of your love, of your peace, of your forgiveness, of your sanctification. Oh, God, we need to be free, free in our minds, free, free. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every home and every family, every unsaved son and daughter, every unsaved husband or wife, every unsaved parent, mother or dad, every sibling that is unsaved. God, we cry out. I cry for the salvation, for the return of the prodigals, 
I cry out for the refreshing. Thank you for what you did for Linnell. Thank you for what you did for Sharon Rose in the last two or three months. Thank you, Lord, that she's out with blocking. Though she's an attorney, though she was a district attorney, now she's on the, on the tube and online telling people that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, and he does what he said he would do. And that was the greatest thing that she ever had. And she almost lost it, but she walked away from it. The wells got stopped up, and Lord, you opened them up. Open them up for every for everyone that wants the wells open now. Raise your hands and say, open up the wells, God. I'm digging now. I'm, I'm letting go, letting go. I'm releasing to you my life, my pride, my stubbornness, my rebellion. Father, forgive me. Can you say this out loud? And I mean out loud. You say, wait a minute. I want you to say it out. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus today, today I, offer I offer you, you to, be my Lord, to be my Lord, the Lordship of my life. Of my life. I want you to rule my life. Lord, I desire you more than anything. You're the love of my life. You're the love of my life. You are life. Now praise him, praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I want to hear you shout. Do you shout in Texarkana? Hallelujah. Free. All right, one more time. Deep calls out to, deep calls out to. Deep cries out, deep cries out to you. Deep cries out, deep cries out to you. Come on, deep, 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 deep. We cry out to 